Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm excited today as we continue our study in the book of James. And we're still in the first chapter of this great uh, little letter written by James who was, of course, the pastor of the church in Jerusalem, the half-brother of the Lord Jesus Christ, and a faithful man, a, uh, a shepherd of God's people. And we're in James chapter 1. And James chapter number 1 begins by saying, counter all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. And that thought of temptation is carried throughout much of the chapter. In fact, we're going to talk about that today. But when we're talking about temptation, it's not simply a solicitation to do evil. We're talking about this trial of life, this time of life, whenever we are uh, down in a valley, going through a hardship, there's a dilemma, there's unfavorable circumstances in life, and that's just going to happen. And the Bible tells us that as a Christian, we should have enough knowledge to understand because of our spiritual discernment. God doesn't do that to kill us. God's doing that to conform us. And we have this knowledge that faith worketh patience, and patience will make us perfect and entire, wanting nothing. That means it'll mature us, it'll build us, it'll grow us, it will help us become stronger in our walk with God. All right? So we do not uh, get negative. We don't get uh, uh, discouraged necessarily. We don't cuss God or doubt God. We just weather it well. And when we do, we're promised a crown of life for those who endure temptation. In last broadcast, we talked about how can I endure temptation? Well, the key is the end of verse 12, them that love him. I tell you, a love for Jesus helps you go through those low points in life. A love, not just a casual acquaintance, not just a uh, warm feeling toward, but I'm talking about a deeply rooted devotion or love for the Lord is what is the key to getting through unfavorable circumstances. I love the Lord, the psalmist said, and that's going to help you in the valley, and that's going to help you in the hospital, and that's going to help you in uh, upheaval. That's going to help you in financial reversal. I love the Lord. Not just I like the Lord, not just I know the Lord, but I love him. I keep my eyes on him. That helps me understand he's the captain of my ship. He's at the stern. He's in control, and I can trust Jesus. Yes, I can trust Jesus. All right, so let's read it together, verse number 12, and then today we're going to talk specifically verse 13, 14, and verse 15. The Bible says, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. That tells you it's a struggle. It's not easy. You have to endure it. For when he's tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he's tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. And then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it's finished, bringeth forth death. Now, James, in the context of the chapter from verse number 1 to verse number 12, has been dealing with temptation with the idea of testing. The idea of testing. He's going to transition and use another 
definition or another meaning for temptation. And now he's going to talk about not just uh, this time of testing, but actually this temptation to get drawn away into lust or into sin. So James shifts to another aspect, if you will, of temptation, which is the enticement to do wrong. Now, God will put his children through seasons of temptation in regards to testing, but God will not put you and I through seasons of temptation in regards to trying to tempt us to sin. No, no, no. God is not the uh, uh, not one who wants to be our pied piper into uh, iniquity. No. But here we're talking about, let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God in regards to doing evil. It says that right there in the verse. So here we have a derivative of the word temptation in verse 12. It's a negative word. It's an enticement to sin. So James warns against any alleging that temptation to sin is from God. Well, God made me do that. God led me to do that. Or God uh, gave me the green light, and that's why I end up going that way or doing that thing. No, God's not in that. God didn't have you drink that alcohol. God didn't have you have that affair. God didn't make you get that abortion. No, God does not lead us into sin. All right? So he sets forth two uh, truths. Number one, God cannot be tempted to do evil. You're not going to get God to sin. God cannot sin. God will not sin. God is holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. That's who he is. That's what he is. That's all he can be. God is a holy God, a righteous God. He does not sin. So God can't be tempted with sin or to do sin. And he's infinitely holiness. But the second thing is this. Since God is holy, he never has and he never will tempt you to be unholy. That's a big statement. Get it? God is holy. And because God is holy, he will not, nor has he ever tempted you to be unholy. God says, be a holy, James will write, for I am holy. That's his design, and that's his desire. That's his purpose for my life and for yours. He doesn't want us to get in the mire of iniquity. He doesn't want us to sink down into the well of wickedness. No, he doesn't want us to slop in the sludge of sin. He wants you to be holy like he is holy. The Holy Spirit's within you to make you holy. The Word of God is been inspired and given to make you holy. We have that a prayer to escape temptation. Why? To keep us holy. That's the design. That's the, the, the plan of God for every person. Be a holy. God is holy, so he's not going to tempt you to be unholy. All right? He never has. He never will. Verse number 14, but every man is tempted. Now, that's just a statement. Every man's tempted. Why? We have a carnal flesh. It doesn't say every man can be tempted. It said he is tempted. I am tempted, you're tempted, all of us face a sinful temptation. Why? Because we have sinful flesh. You got saved, but your flesh didn't. Now, you got a new man on the inside, but you battle an old man on the outside. There's eternal life on the inside, but there's perpetual death on the outside. You have a Naomi, but you also have a Mara. You have an Israel, but you also have a Jacob, right? You have a, 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 a you have a, an old nature. A da, you have a, a David, a new nature. You also have a Saul. You have a flesh, and you have a spiritual man. And you battle that the new man versus the old man every single day. And the Bible said every man is tempted. So don't tell me that you're not, and I won't tell you that I'm not. Let's not lie to one another. All of us battle our old, rotten, vile, stinky, wicked flesh. When are we tempted? Here it is. When he's drawn away of his own lusts, not another, not somebody else. He's drawn away by himself. It's not God who drew him away. It's not even the devil a lot of times draws him away. He draws away himself by his own lust. All right, let's look at this. The word translated drawn away has a sense of being lured forth. It's almost like if you, if you like to uh, 
to hunt or fish. And uh, I'll give you an illustration. Turkey season. And uh, there's a turkey gobbling on a ridge about a quarter mile away. So you get out a turkey call and begin to call. And that call, boy, it sounds like a, a hen that uh, is looking for a husband, you know. And so that gobbler, he gets enticed. He's thinking uh, certain thoughts, and, man, he'll, he'll come, he'll travel. He'll, he'll not think straight. I mean, he'll put himself in danger to find that hen. Why? He's drawn away of his own lust. He's been enticed. And he gets close enough and within shotgun range, and next thing you know, he loses his head over it. Can I say the same thing happens with us? It's like the fish who chases the lure. Well, our flesh will draw us away. Our lust will draw us away. So the devil is called the tempter. But not only is the devil the tempter, your flesh is a tempter. Human lust is a tempter. So it talks about the desires of the flesh. The desires. That word enticed, like I just said, it's, it's to bait. It's to lure away. So the thought is here, we're lured by our own lusts. We're baited and caught like fish by our flesh. The blame is not upon God. The blame lies upon you and I. God's not the agent of sin. We can't claim the devil made me do it. Temptation doesn't start from without. Temptation rises from within. The devil can take advantage of our weakness in temptation. He might uh, add fuel to the fire, but temptation started with you. Temptation started with me, and it stems from unholiness in our stinking, rotten flesh. So James shifts his analogy. He's not talking about trials uh, in the Christian life as far as testings go. He's talking about these temptations of the flesh. All right, verse 6, 15, then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it's finished, bringeth forth death. The example of that would be Genesis chapter number uh, 2, chapter number 3. God's put Adam and Eve in a perfect place, but then the devil comes in. Eve is tempted, right? The pride of the, the, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. The Bible talks about that. When lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. That's what happened with Eve. She took a bite of that apple. She lusted after that knowledge. She lusted after that advancement, she might have thought. She took a bite of that apple. She Maybe it was an apple, maybe it wasn't. That fruit that God said not to eat. When she did, it brought forth sin. And the wages of sin is death. And I want to challenge you today. Keep your flesh in subjection. Die to self. Be filled with the Spirit. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.